Yo, 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 check this out. This is Fresh Kid out the China Man with the two live boo. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? It's me, DMC. What's up, y'all? This is the boy, Master P. Yo, check this out. Chuck the public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC. This your boy, Z This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy, DJ Paul KOL365. Young Dizzy Ball. Vice One. Yo, this is DJ Ready Brand. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross. You listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. This is the show that shows no limits, broadcast nothing but the real Interviews with legendary artists, still got love for the underground feel Rappers with records, we're building edition of rappers that are coming up, get them put on We need to the platform to fight the beat, the show that you need to be on Hit up UGS for life on screen and follow up with us.com For all of your needs, production and mixing and master and graphics and shadow Black and brown life is in America, 
And yeah. um, it was it was it was it was just a it was a, I wrote the book I wrote it in like a week, and I just stayed on it. I just wrote every day, every day. I just wrote, 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 and I finished it up. And it was it was it was it was crazy. But I, what I did, I sent it to my cousin who was locked up in San Quentin, and I sent him a copy of it. You know, page by page, I sent it to him because they they wouldn't let him get a book through me unless it went to JPay or whatever, and I didn't have it registered to do that, but I wind up sending him the whole book. He read it and put it together in the penitentiary, and then he started making copies of it, and it became the number one book in the pen, man. It was crazy. Wow. Well, I guess I need to redo the intro about uh, you being an author now, because you've been an author. Um, but, man, but that's, I, that's huge. Um, I don't think... I, I think I'm an author no, go ahead. now. I didn't... I didn't think I was yeah. artist then. I, I just it was just something that came to me and I wrote it. You know what I mean? And, and it, but it's so yeah. relevant to today, you know. Yes, um, yes. This was like a, almost 20 years ago, right after 9/11. Um, and you're right, it is a Holocaust. It's just like the chemical genocide. You know, they're passing all these uh, carcinogens in everything we eat and consume. Your state, as a matter of fact, is the only state in the whole country that has cancer warning labels. You know what I'm saying? So they're killing us. Chemically, then they're killing us. You know what I'm saying in in all kinds of other ways too. Um, but do you you wrote this book in a week. Um, that's impressive. Yeah, I wrote it. It was it was a feeling like you know when when you get a feeling or you get something that comes over you, you know because everybody was overwhelmed when nine nine eleven came. I mean nine eleven yeah. looks like South like compared to this epidemic. I mean this pandemic we're going through right now. But that was a that was a really fucked up year, you know, and it was it was it was crazy, and people were running around. I had I wrote this one uh, paragraph about how all of a sudden, you know, all our neighbors became one that day. You know, what I'm saying American flags just started popping up everywhere out of out of the blue. Everybody really had a flag, but just never wanted to use it until that day, until after that that thing happened. And so it was it was just a trip. Like I just looked around my neighborhood and you know, everybody wanted to be cool with each other. Everybody was like, Man, you know, we all we became Americans that one day. You know, after yeah. that happened. It was trip. It was just a trip feeling. We I guess we just took it for granted. We didn't we wasn't thinking about it, you know. And uh no. it, was, it was just it was poignant, man. It was just one of the moments and I just wrote it. You know, I just kept writing, kept writing and writing and, and it came out. I'm I'm gonna email you a copy when we get off the air. You know, so you oh, can read great. it. Go, yeah, definitely, definitely, because, you know, like I said, the relevancy to to what's going on today, um, you would think, you know, 20 years later, you know, things would be better, not worse. And it seems like this country, the division is just so crazy. Um, where do you see us in the next five years, man? Do you think there's a way for us to turn things around, or, or do you see shit keep spiraling out of control? It's gonna spiral for a few more years and then it'll, it'll level off. The reason why it it, it never it, it was always been here. People just yeah. haven't realized it's because we didn't have cameras and stuff back then. Like we couldn't like everybody didn't have a cell phone. You had to have money to have a cell phone back then, and, and even then oh, yeah. it didn't even have a it didn't even have a camera on it. So now <laughs> True. everything's everything's coming to light because we we're filming everything. Yeah, and um, you know the Rodney King thing, man, that happened that happened a lot. And growing up in Oakland, I mean, shit, police beat me up when I was young, you know. So, 
that's been around for a long time. You know, it's been around in my my grandfather's day, his his grandfather, my father's day. You know, police brutality has always been around. It's just now we get to film it. You know, yeah. and we get to see it, and we get to see it. And 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 what happened was the Klan moved from wearing hoods to wearing badges, and they just oh, yeah. joined the police force. They joined the military, and shit yeah, they infiltrated yeah. all those things. And so that's how they set up their thing. They could hide in, in plain sight, basically. And and that's what they do. And you can tell you can tell which ones because they got the tattoo. Their tattoo tell them which one they belong to. You know. Their tattoos and, uh, and their and their hand signs, man. You know, yeah, they're, they're they not ashamed to flash. You know, what I'm saying the yeah. three fingers, right? Yeah. Uh, right in broad daylight. And that's the crazy thing, Octavius. All this stuff, like you said, is being filmed and documented. We see this. You know, what I'm saying evidence. It, it, it should be shut and closed, but it's not. And people just get slaps on the wrist or or vacation pay or, or very rarely fired, very rarely in jail. And if they do go to jail, it's 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 a slap on the wrist compared well, to what they I should mean, be getting. I I I think we should have made an example out of George Zimmerman. I think if yeah, we would have done I that, it, everything would be different now. You know, I think we should, he shouldn't have been walking around. Somebody should have just at least hit him over the head a couple of times. I ain't talking about killing him or nothing, but somebody at least they used to have beat him up a few times, and you know, just so he know because he you know he I mean he still walks around in fear and all that. But I, we're, we're just not that kind of people that's hateful like that. I'm working on a book, man. That's, that's, it's a new book I just started right now, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, but it's gonna be reality. I mean, it's it's basically about uh, these, these country guys. They you know, it's just the regular farmers or whatever, man. But at night, they turn the killers and they go into cities like Chicago and they shoot and kill people of color and then go back home. Oh and, man. Feed their families and all. It's, the the book is going to be super dope, but it's going to be crazy. And it's and but the reality is, man, we don't kill each other like that. And I just know that's not all black on black or brown on brown crime that happens in those cities like that. I just I just feel there's something else going on, something nefarious that nobody wants to talk about. And I, 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 I know, agree. I know people I like agree. to hunt, man, and and we're to prey. And well, so they, it's, they, it's they like to get organs book. too, you know. Yeah, um, they harvest that. a lot of organ snatching. Yes, a lot of that. But they usually get that with, you know, with the women and the prostitution. And, you know, and then they'll, they'll get, it's mm. easier for them to get overseas than it is in America. It's easy for them to kill somebody in China because there's so many people there that you're not going to miss them. You know, and, and that's just the bottom line. But, you know, but it still happens here, you know. There's a lot of all kinds of different crazy circumstances, but yeah, I, I agree with you on that. that. Now that sounds like it would also be a, a phenomenal movie. You know, um, I could see that being a movie or even a series, something reoccurring. Yeah, yeah it, you know, it's, been it's, been, it's been going on for generations. They've been passing that down for generations too, and they, that's what that's how the book and the movie is going to go. You're going to see how it transformed. From generation to generation, you know, from hunting hunting animals to hunting, you know, fishing and the human beings harvesting them. So know. much but hatred, of, man. It's horrible. There's so much hatred, but it's but it's like it's like catching a fish, and, but you're not throwing them back. You're gonna, you know, I mean, you know how hard it is to drown a fish. Can you actually drown a fish? You know what I mean? And and that's how they look at us. They like they doing everything they can to kill us off, but we still survive and we're still here. You know, I mean, we shouldn't even we shouldn't even be alive. We shouldn't even want to be alive. You know, what I mean, all the stuff that we go through. 
and so you'll feel the pain and the misery and, and you know in the in the words and you know they'll bleed through the pages and it it it'll, it'll capture you you know what I'm saying but more than that yeah. and I just want to open your eyes and just you know I mean just think about it like you know Chicago 300 people getting shot over like come on man you know that, that's just that's crazy yeah yeah it's uh you know um I mean you you know what happens you know it does, and people uh, get away with it. And I believe some of them, uh, or many of them, in many cases, are cops. You know, they yeah. Uh, yeah. they got these these uh, renegade groups. You know what I'm saying? They go, they uh, they shake down cats and get money and just kill people for no reason. Um, well, that's a, hell yeah, man. That's a, that's a ritual they have to go through. You know what I mean? And that, you'll you'll see that. In the movie, how you know how they have you know it's just like it's like any gang you have to have initiation and that's your initiation, and so and then that way they know you're gonna follow the order you're not gonna get out of line because they got something to hold over your head. You're not gonna rat, yeah. You're not gonna rat because you're killing on you telling on yourself, you know. So that's how they set them up, you know, and that's why so many people are killed every year. You know, well, you know and that goes to blue. That goes for the black on black crime too, and and the brown on brown crime too. It's the same shit. You know they adapt. They adapt to what we do, but they started it first. We didn't have to fucking be over here. And then, matter of fact, they shouldn't have been over here. This ain't even their land. You know, what I mean, if you really think about it, the Indians and and, and the Mexicans, it's their property, man. It's their shit. Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, man. And and you know the um, the the thing is too. Like I was saying, this is 2020. You would think by now things would change. Things would be different. But uh, I'm glad you're, you're you're doing this, man. Uh, when is this book coming out? What's it called? I am I don't have a name for it yet, but it, it's probably going to be on the lines of you know Black Lives Don't Matter or something. I don't know. It it'll be it'll be a poignant title and it'll be significant. You know what I'm saying? And I'll twist in the hip hop because it's always got to have a hip hop element to it. But you know it, it's it's a devastating cold ass book. You know what I mean? Like all the books that I all the books that I write, they cut straight through the bullshit and go right to like the, eye right opener, to the something that um, you know what I'm saying is going to really grab your attention. But also, it's like an experience, man. If you if you're dumb to what's going on, this will open your eyes. You know, it's a lot, um, man. I, I tell people I don't I don't argue with Trump supporters at all because it's just futile. You can't. You know what I mean, yeah, you can't. I, I've tried. I've tried myself, and I live in an area, you know, I'm from Chicago, but I moved down to uh, the southern part of the state. You'd think we were uh, right. in, in in Louisiana or something, or Alabama. Uh, the people They're down right. here are just so, they're the evangelical type, you know what I'm saying? They're, right. they're, they're uh, the Benny Hinn followers, and they're easy yeah. to manipulate and mind fuck, and uh, they just can't, they can't get with the program. You know, so they're going to follow. They're going to defend whatever Trump says and does. That's that's unfortunate. But uh, hopefully, uh, this time around, man, we slaughter that dude and and they yeah, uh, think, bring some I real change. White, I think even white people are sick of him, man. It's just you know they they know he's white. Know what he's I'm doing. sick of him, dude. I'm never. Yeah, I never liked. Yeah, Trump. it's like I never it's liked like Trump when rappers were big up in him. I'm like, why are you rapping about this billionaire douchebag who, who don't give a right. fuck about you? I always right. thought that was strange, you know. Right. And he here he is. He's showing his true colors right all, now. Because he hung with all the brothers, you know, to get clout. You know, he, that's what he is. He's a clout chaser. He, once he gets the clout from you and, and take yeah. a picture with you, he wants nothing to do with you. You know, that's that was it. 
you know. Everybody was at his thing, you know, Mike Tyson and everybody, you know, he fights, you know, because he's fighting at his casino or whatever, you know. So a lot of that stuff. Trump Plaza, Trump Tower, all those different fights. A lot of the biggest fights of that era were at his places. You know what some guy did, a white guy did this. I thought it was a real good thing to do. He recorded himself. He had a sign that says Black Lives Matter, and he stood out in front of a Walmart in some redneck area. And uh, he recorded the people just driving by, just spewing out hatred. You know what I'm saying? And just the, one guy wanted to come back. He's like, stay here. I'll be right back. I'm going to fuck you up. It's like, man, it, it just shows how stupid these people are. And they need to be exposed. Those little cities, they need to have spotlights on them exposing how fucked up they are. Trump gave them a platform. He gave them he gave them identity to come out. You know, hey man, I got your back. Don't worry about it. The police are not going. Yeah. So you don't you you can be yourself now. You don't have to wear a hood no more if you're president. I don't like when I go down south. I like down south because you know and they're prejudiced. They'll tell you. They'll let you know. They'll you know they got their Confederate shit on and whatever whatnot. And, yeah, they you know. And talking to this white dude, man. This is this was in the '80s, bro. And he told me, man, he was like, you know, we just shooting the shit. And he's just like, man, you know, he said, we don't mind you guys having, you know, uh, uh, our women and, you know, whatever, you know, and, and doing this and doing that. He said, only thing, he said, only thing I don't like, he said, I don't like a nigger with a nickel. They just don't want us to have money. They don't want us to have, you know, they don't want us to have no advantage over them at all. You know? That's unfortunate, man. Um, you know, I, I, in my career, I take pride in the fact that I was able to help people of all colors put food on the table of their kids through my words. You know what I'm saying? If I review your album, and at the same time before the Internet, and uh, people read that review and go and buy that album, that puts money in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I took pride in that. Even when people that I didn't like screwed me over or whatever, uh, I, I was still happy and honored that I helped feed their families. You know what I'm saying? That's what all men should do. We should take pride in uplifting our fellow brothers, sisters. But um, unfortunately, man, so many of us don't. You know, well, uh, they're just selfish, was, greedy people. Wasn't raised, they wasn't raised to be self-sufficient, and that's the problem. Yeah. A lot of people depend on other people for their happiness and for their survival. Me, myself, my father taught me, you know, when he was alive, that, you know, you have to be your own man. You have to make your own way. And you have to do things that are going to protect you and your family for the future. I always think in five years and ten-year increments. Yeah. And I always put, I grow my own food. I eat my own food, man. I know what's in it, you know, water and sunshine. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. That's I, I don't, free. My grandfather and my grandmother, Way or Kroger's or any of that shit, because. They grew their own food. They only went to feed and seed to get to get seed to grow their crops for the following year. You know, they'd go there to get sugar and you know flour and shit like that. But other than that, they grew everything: tomatoes, strawberries, cilantro, vegetables, potato, everything. And and that's what we ate, man. So we all I'm used to that. So now that I'm a grandfather, now that I'm growing my own food and doing the same things that my great grandparents did and my grandparents did, man, which would be self-sufficient. You know. And all my work, all my books, and all my music, and DVDs, and concerts, and all that, man, I, you know, it's, it's basically me. I'm a soul proprietor. guy. Yeah. I'm a 100% mine, you know what I'm saying, and the reason and why. People, ignorant I, people don't like that because of their 
their hatred. They can't let their hatred go. You know what I'm saying? I see somebody like you doing things like that. I'm happy for you, man. I'm happy for the opportunities that you create for yourself and for other people. Oh, man, like you said, I, I put food on a lot of people's plate. And you know yeah. they still com- they still complain because they're too busy looking at my plate. Don't look at my plate. Look at your own plate. They don't have nothing to do with your plate. You know what I mean? And I'm putting food on your plate, but I'm not looking at your plate and seeing how much I can take from you. I'm not looking yeah. at you like that. I'm like, man, I helped you. You know, keep it moving and keep you know keep advancing. We're all seeds, man. We're Help somebody else. And you know, but hey, everybody hey, like everybody like to pick the lower fruit. Nobody wants to plant the seeds and water it and take care of it and nurture it and make sure it grows. They don't want to do that. But all the projects that I've done, they're years in their making. You know what I'm saying? The, the West Coast Hip Hop Awards just started turning a profit. You know what I mean? That's just me putting all my money into it and me doing it by myself with a, with the help of a few cats like Theo and and um, and uh, my DJ Audio and and other other people that you know that that supported me over the years. But financially, it was me putting up the money. You know what I mean? And That's so, a huge event I, for hip hop, right there. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, real not big. just West Coast, but for hip hop. You know, um, and I'm glad to see it grow and continue. How many years you've been doing it? This will be our 14th year. We couldn't do it this year because of COVID. Yeah. And uh, and but other than that, but we I'm gonna go back to LA with it or Phoenix. Phoenix want me to bring it there, but it's so hot in August, so I don't know. I got to figure out the right building to do oh, it if I do yeah. do it here. Yeah. Have to be AC'd up in that joint because it get hot be out like here. Afghanistan in August. Right, but, but this was the thing. This was the thing when I started the award show. My objective was to do the to do the West Coast Hip Hop Awards, then also do the Midwest Awards, and then also do the Down South Awards and the East Coast Awards. And I would take the best of all of them after they won their in their prospective regions, and then bring it, bring all the winners to Vegas. That was my goal. That's what I wanted to do, but it all wind up just me being just doing the West because it's it's a really big take on man. You take on it because you got to deal with a lot of shit. You got to deal with the gangs. You got to deal with the, the musicians funking. The, yeah. So you got to be able to separate all that and devise all that and let everybody know that this is a neutral space. No matter what city I throw it in, you know what I'm saying. All the, the blood. Got to be thing, neutral. You got to leave that yeah. at the door. The gang banging stuff. You got to leave it at the door. And that's a hard thing to do when so much bloodshed over the years, you know. So it's, I've done it, and I'm thank God nothing popped off, and we have, we've had a great, but you know, for going on 14 years now, and it's been beautiful. No fights, no shootings, no nothing, no stabbing, nothing. And so my insurance company is like, man, you man, because I started off paying them five grand per show, man, just to just to bond the thing, but now it's down to like 200 bucks because I've never had no problems. You know, with the same yeah, amount of um, with the five million with the five million dollar bond, you know what I mean? So, you know, that just goes to show you your tenacity and your work ethic and people respecting what you do. And it's gonna be always people that hate. I don't give a fuck about the haters, man. The haters make you more famous and they help you promote and market you and even if they think yeah. they hurt you, they they really helping you, you know. So I don't mind them. I don't. I don't mind them. They don't put on your shoes in, 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 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? They can't, bro. Uh, or they pay can't. your bills or, or live your life. Um, Listen, man. Uh, we don't have we don't have copycats of the war show and cats in L. A. try to throw it. Cats in the Bay try to throw it, but they don't have the pull. They don't have the, the power, and they don't have the they don't have the work ethic. That it, man. I'm a workaholic. So you're not gonna outwork me. Period. That's just that's just the way it is. So. I already know they're not going to get out there and hang the posters. They're not going to pass out the flyers. They're not going to do 
the dirty work. You're not going to get out there and get dirty. I do, because I've done that for almost 38 years. I've been in the music business. I've been through it all, and I've seen it all. So, you know, to me, I love it, man. I, it's, it's a challenge to me, you know, to make sure that it, it comes off good. But at the end of the day, you know, who else is going to honor you? Who else is going to care? Yeah. You know, people in New York ain't going to they're not going to care about that. Have you know, um, you know, plus, man, you know, uh, you know, your brother's one of the coldest spitters to ever do it. You know what I'm saying? And um, his name still yeah. holds weight to this day. Um, man, I, a lot of people I love, respect I love, that. I love know? it, man. I mean, his music is, is timeless. Like, you can put on his music right now, and it's, it don't sound dated. You know what I mean? It's no. just like... It's, you know, and that's the way he recorded. My brother was a workaholic too, man. He he did a lot of stuff. He he wrote he wrote some some stuff for them rap a lot artists too, man. He did a lot of writing and that that bring it on um, track. You know, what I'm saying he he damn near wrote all that and, and made sure that came together. You know, Bushwick Bill oh, told that. Ursus, who told you, know, Bill? Bushwick Bill, man. God rest his soul too. You know, and uh, I got a I got a three hour interview with Bushwick that's never been. I might add it to see the movie at the end, maybe a little bit of it. But yeah, he be a year before he passed, he came out and we did a real video interview. He talked about everything. He talked about my brother a lot because he, you know, he really loves Sig. You know, Sig was really cool. And um, oh and, yeah, wages of sin, you know. Uh, yeah, and Bushwick used to come out to Oakland all the time. Yeah, Bushwick came to Oakland a lot, man, and just to come kick it with Sig, you know. And Sig would go to Houston to kick it with him. You know, and him and Gangsta Nip, would he come there too? Yeah, Gangsta Nip, I mean, Sieg would, wouldn't leave Houston, as far as we know. He would never, I'd never seen him leave, but Sieg stayed with him and kicked it with um, Nip. Nip loved Sieg. You know, he had nothing but love for Sieg, man. You know, it's 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 just a trip. See, they a, were a lot of the rap track Yeah, yeah, um, and, and I mean, they were really cool. I mean, but I don't think, I've never seen Nip in Oakland. But, I, but Sieg went out there and kicked it with him. You know, and then also see uh, Big Mike was cool. He always been good people, and I see so Big Mike his uh, glass house, the seventy three glass house he had. It was clean as fuck. And uh, Big Mike wind up buying that. I think he, I think he still has it too, if I'm not mistaken. But wow. But yeah, that's that's, that's one of the, the ghetto boy things, man. It's just you know. See, was a beast, man, and they loved they loved him in Houston. He had a really he, he, we sold a lot of records in Houston. We sold a lot of records in Chicago. It was crazy. Yeah. And uh, Detroit, and um, you know Michigan. You know that's where I, that's where we were born. That's where I was born at. See, was a baby when we moved to Oakland. But but he all did that, the all that, Jones show in Chicago. I remember him uh, spitting rhymes on that old show, man. Uh, uh, that old talk show back in the day. Yeah, bro. I didn't go with him, but he I, he he called me from there and he was laughing because he said it was so funny. He said they, you know, that a girl had got him on there, but it it helped him sell more records. It helped him yeah. sell a lot more records, man. A lot more records, you know. So he was on his way, man. I just my thing was, you know, see when before see about a year before see passed, uh, we were gonna do something with Pop. That's what I really wanted, you know, him and Pop to do a couple tracks together, maybe even an album. But a couple of tracks was definitely in the works. Uh, we were definitely trying to pull that off and make that happen, you know, because Pac was a Sieg fan and Sieg was a Pac fan, you know. Yeah, that and, was um, an inevitable collaboration. That had to happen. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised it didn't, you know what I'm saying, because, uh, um, man, that would have been cold. I could see a whole album like that. 
Yeah, it would have been dope, man. I got see, I got about like 10 tracks that she's recorded that never was released, and I'm going to put that on the greatest hit and the movie soundtrack that's coming out with the movie. And I'm going to do something radically different with this movie and the, and the, mo- and the soundtrack and all that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to package it all up together. So it'll be uh, probably three CDs and two DVDs all together oh, wow. in one in one package, along with the book, the written book. Wow. You know, and I'm going to charge $200 for it, but I'm only going to do 1,000 of them. And I'm not going to release it until those 1,000 or so. So once that 1,000 is, then I'll, then, I'll, then I'll release it for everybody else, you know, to get it. Because once it's, once it's out, it's out. People are going to post it and upload it and do all kinds of shit. It's going to be there. So I yeah, but those those it. are a thousand. Those are going to be collector's items. You they're going to be collector's uh, items. And that's all I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna do a thousand of them, and I'm gonna leave it at that. They're gonna be they're gonna be 199 dollars a piece. But you're getting three CDs of music that never well, you're getting a CD of music that's never been heard before, and they dope, the tracks are so dope, bro. Wait till you hear that shit. Now these, and, these uh, are uh, these are Seagram tracks that he recorded before he died. Um, uh, yeah, like what, what era are they from? Is it from like ninety three, ninety four, or ninety five? They're from both. Yeah, they're from ninety. Oh, they're wow. from ninety three. Yeah, they're not ninety three, ninety four, bro. Ninety five. They're just dope. They're, so they were tracks they, that didn't make the albums. They were tracks that should have made the album, and didn't make the uh-huh. album because and the reason it didn't because he had to, he had to add some of the south stuff to it. So a lot of the mm. songs that you know they had the south stuff on it, you know. Had to, he went first because he was signed to a, a southern label. He wasn't signed to Death Row. You know what I mean? If he would have been signed to Death Row, all those songs would have been on there. Oh, well, that's you know, that's, that's dope, how, man. That's so, dope so this that. you've been holding on to these songs all these years. Uh, have you ever thought about re- releasing them before this, or are you just I waiting for the right time? I thought about it. I thought about it, man. But you know, during that time. When my brother died, then Pac died. You know, it was it was a lot of Pac stuff and a lot of stuff. He was going got drowned out because of Pac. Because Pac was a bigger star, no doubt. You know, he was a movie star and all that too. And Sieg was about to shoot some movies too. He just never got to him. But but you know, I, my thing was, man, I didn't I didn't want my brother stuff to be like Matt Gray's and and um, and Pac, where everybody was throwing preachers on, acting like they was rapping with him, like they were cool with him. They wasn't cool with him. You know, I didn't like that. I didn't like how they did Mac Dre like that. Everybody started coming up with Mac Dre songs and taking stuff from songs that he that he didn't even record with them and taking verses and doing that. So I didn't let that happen to my brother's stuff. That's why you never seen nobody with C versus nowhere. I put a halt to all. I stopped that right from the gate because everybody was calling me. They, oh man, I need a C song. I want to no, bro. He wasn't he wasn't fucking with you when he was alive. So why would I turn it on so you can you know do a song with him? You know that didn't even make no sense to me. You know, so no, I, just, I just nipped that in. I just nipped that in the bud, man, because I just felt it wasn't right. I didn't like the way they were doing Mac Dre. Like Mac Dre was my homie. Mac Dre was real close to me, man. We were like really cool people, and I was I was so hurt by him passing too. I mean, I I, I mean Pop too, man. Me and Pop kicked it a few times, man, and you know, and all that, man. And you know, I remember the last time I seen him, he was at Lake Merritt, man, and it was just it was just crazy. And, you know, kids was walking up to him and tripping off of him and stuff, you know. But he was cool with him, and you know, and explain you know the juice movie to him. He had to explain the juice movie to him because he killed everybody in the movie. And uh, 
you know, he was just trying to tell them that they, you know, they're friends. They're not dead. He was kids in their mind, you know, he killed everybody, you know, so he he had a hard they, time with that. They did it to Pac, too. They took off uh, Spice One Versus and put on, like, 50 Cent or Eminem or some shit, you know, yeah. um, and stuff that Pac would have never endorsed. You know, he would have wanted the people he recorded with on the, uh, on those tracks. Exactly, exactly. Uh, were there so, any features on any of those tracks that he did at that time, though? Like anything he made he did with Pooh Man or something? Or, or any well, he did, did a song. The song he did with Pooh Man, they did that a week, probably like two weeks before Steve died. Mm. You know, it was him and Big Mac. It was Big Mac, Steve, and Pooh Man. It was on Pooh Man's album, uh this last album that he did that was pretty good, but it was called Don't Fuck With My Money. Really dope, really dope uh, song. You know, him and Big Mac was on there. It was just, it was fire, man. I mean, it still is today. It's some real G-Funk shit. So, you know, if you want to look that up, though, Pooh Man, uh, it's called Seagram, Seagram featuring um, Pooh Man and uh, Big Mac. It's called Don't Fuck With My Money. But it's a it's a classic it's a classic G funk song that nobody's really heard that much. But it's it's out there. It's a uh, um, you know what I'm saying it, it, it's it's hard to believe that uh, it's almost been 25 years since your brother and Pac uh, and Rap and Ron have passed. Man, '96 was a, was a was a hard year, man. Um, how did you get through that, man? You and your brother were so close. How how did you uh, get through that and still to this day? I, I haven't. I haven't got over it, man. You know, a lot of people say, oh, man, time heals this and time heals that. It, it never healed nothing for me. You know, I, I still feel like it was yesterday. I mean, before I even talked to you, you know what I'm saying, I started reminiscing about that, man. And, you know, my brother, just just the time that we just having conversations. It don't have nothing to do with music per se. It's just the fact that, you know, my brother's gone. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, and people be like, oh, man, you know, ooh, ooh. I'm like, look, bro. You know, I got my brother into the music game, you know. He was a football star, you know, and he was an athlete. He was dope. But when he got into the rapping part, I started off rapping. But, man, when he got into the rapping, I knew that wasn't my destiny. I knew that, you know, the, the, the management part, the marketing part, and all that was, was my calling. I put the mic down, man, because when he I heard my brother rap, bro, it was a rap for me. I was like, damn, bro, I got to get behind you because... You got the skills, you got the temperament, and the, the women loved him, man. He had, man, they loved Sieg, man. And, you know, and it didn't really show on his records, but he was one of the best freestylers out there. I think the only one that could probably even touch him at that time was probably Rap and Ron. Everybody else, man, they knew Sieg was his beast when it came now, to that freestyle. He battled Tretch. I remember you telling us he battled Tretch. Did he battle anybody else? Nobody wanted to battle Sieg, bro. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wanted to go up. Sing would rap about everything around you, what you were wearing. You know what I mean? He was that kind of rapper. Like he, people were holding oh, up. Oh man, stuff. yeah. He'd make you look like stuff. a total fool, wouldn't he? Yeah, bro. I, he, he, he treat, I ain't even gonna just say the rapper. Just clowned on you. But yeah, he made it. He, he embarrassed this one rapper. He just thought he because he didn't know Sing was dope like that, and he just got embarrassed, man. He, he was like, damn. He's like, bro, I didn't even know your brother was dope like that. And I was like, yeah. I said, everybody thinks because he, you know, because he rap. He's precise with his raps when it came to recording, but when it when it when it came to that freestyle, uh, he was dope. And when I remember, we were driving him all the way from we had went to L.A. No, it wasn't L.A. We was in Fresno. If 
from Fresno all the way back to Oakland. He rapped the whole time. Everything, man, everything on the freeway, everything around. It was crazy, bro. So he was dope. I ain't saying that yeah. because he's my brother. I'm just telling you, he was just dope. I've been around all. Oh, the he, oh he's one of the best. I've been, yeah, I've been around all the rappers, man. You know what I'm saying? And so, you, you know, so I know it. It was. I, I guess I can say I was biased because he was my brother. But shit, man. I mean, if he, I never, I never take credit from you know from somebody that you know that that actually knew. They know. I ain't got to say it myself. You know, people like, oh man, that was your brother. Of course you're gonna say that. No, bro. Everybody say that. That any that any had any kind of interaction with my brother, bro. They just love six. He was a good dude, and that's all it was. Yeah. And, he, and he and he got he got set up by his own people, bro. You know, he got set up by his own partner, one of the people that he knew. He was like a Nipsey hustler his time, wasn't he? Exactly. You know, and see, he was a good guy, bro. He was a good guy. Yeah, he was a gangster. Yeah, he, he'd pop you in the mouth too. He'd do all that, but he wasn't out to hurt nobody, bro. And people, you know, people that was jealous of him and what are you trying to do, you know. And like I said, man, it all, you know, it all come over a woman or whatever, man. See, he was just, he was doing his thing, man. He was having fun. And, uh, you know, I wanted him to be on the road as much as he could. I'd rather him be in Chicago. He was safer than Chicago than he was in Oakland. Oh. You know. Yeah. You know, yeah. Houston was cool. People in Houston loved him, man. I mean, he had love everywhere he went, man. Seattle, Portland, you know, the Bay, Fresno, Stockton. L.A., San Diego, we was everywhere, man. She had fans, bro. They loved him. You know, it, it was a genuine, a genuine love thing. It wasn't like some, oh, you know, it was, it was just genuine love. Well, he was with uh, Gangster P, wasn't he? When he uh, th- didn't Gangster P get killed at the same time? No, that's 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 a rumor. Gangster P didn't even. Oh, that was a rumor. Yeah, he oh. wasn't even there. He wasn't even there. Gangster P wasn't even at that at that. And when he went to go do what he was doing, and uh, Gangsta P actually died uh, a few years back. I want to, I want to say uh, 2011, 10, 11, somewhere around. He got killed by the Vallejo Police Department. Oh man! Yeah, he got killed by the police, man. They shot him and killed man. and killed Gangsta P. Yeah, Gangsta P went out by police, man. The police killed him. And he was a good dude too, really good dude. And he was really hurt about Sieg, about behind Sieg. And he just, he kind of got he, he kind of got out the business after that. He really wasn't even doing music, you know. After that for a while, you know, I talked to him a few times, and you know, did a couple of shows with him, you know, after a little bit a little bit before Sieg. And then after that, he just like he said, "Fuck it, I ain't doing none of this shit no more." He got out the business. You know, just yeah. that simple because he knew he knew it wasn't right what they did, you know what I'm saying? And he knew the people that did it and how it was all bad. And he didn't want no parts of it no more. So, you know, rest in peace, Gangsta P, man. He was a good dude too, man. Real good dude. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh too bad uh, he got murdered by the uh by the cops, man. It's horrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people don't know that. They still they still think the story that, you know, that, you know, Sieg shielded him. Sieg shielded somebody, but it was it was my cousin Paul. It wasn't. It didn't have nothing to do with with Gangsta P. But um, man, and Paul just recently died. You know, he survived. And he got shot in the head and everything. But he, he survived a few years. He just died a few years back. Itself. Rest in peace, Paul. Too. But yeah, that's what he was blocked, blocked him from. You know. But, yeah, man. It's it's so much. You know, dev- that that devastated us because you know, because Sieg was the baby of our family. You know, he's the baby, you know what I mean? So 
you know, you're supposed to protect you. You're supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to go before my baby brother is. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's like it was. That's it was the way hard. You look at it. Still, and it's still yeah. hard, man. I'm I'm tearing up now, bro. Just th- just thinking about it because you know you can imagine how big C could be right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, it'd be it'd be incredible, man. He'd have been super. He would have been a superstar because that was his temperament. He was just a good, genuine cat. So you yeah. know, every so man, people really dug me. Really, you know, they they just his, his spirit was genuine. That's and, like um, Easy and Pac. Uh, Imagine uh, like what groups Easy would have discovered, or what artists Easy would have put out, what films Pac would have done. I mean, it's just uh, you know uh, so much talent. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's 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 horrible. You know, to see and so they were the same. Man. And they were all young too. Yeah, uh, yeah Pac was 25. What your brother was? What 26? Yeah, so they were around the same age, bro. You know, Pac was about Pac- 32. Yeah, they, um, so you you think. You think to yourself, you know, look at all the shit Pac did before he died, bro. That's a that's a, a massive amount of fucking work, bro. So you can imagine a workaholic how he how he thinking, and then he was even in jail for a while. So you can imagine he wasn't even in jail. How much other shit he would have done? Just you that know, one my, year, yeah. Just that one fucking bro. Listen, my my brother put out three records, you know, and the last one really wasn't finished. It sold on ice. Some of them songs just wasn't even gonna make the album. But the stuff that I got that never released, man, is so dope, bro. Which you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear soon. You know, oh yeah, I I'm might report to that, man. Um, and I know, uh, you know, his fans are because, uh, you know, he's one of the coldest. When you listen to that track, "Sleeping in My Nights" with him and Scarface, that song right there is just, uh, man, it makes you want a whole album of that shit. <laughs> you know, with them too. You know, uh, both of those guys, those guys are so cold on the mic, man. Um, that song just just solidifies that, you know. Do you got yeah. stuff? Uh, um, you know, what I'm saying like uh, w- w- this. These tracks. Uh, uh, was any of it like gonna go on another album, or or some all of it was just uh, stuff that wasn't gonna make was the gonna, previous? Some of it was. Some of it was gonna go on to the uh, not the Souls on Ice, but the Reality Check album. Yes, and the, and the Dark Rose album. You know? Oh wow! And uh. And so it's got it's got that classic G funk sound, bro. But there, it's just he did a song with Gangsta. Oh man, it's so dope, bro. I, when we get off, I, I might I'm gonna call you and play you a little bit. <laughs> you know, if, man, I, was, if I was in the studio, I would play a little bit over here over the air and give everybody a little taste. But it's so dope, bro. It's it's it's, it's fire, and it's, and it's a trip because the tracks are that old, but they sound like they was recorded last week. You know what I mean? It's it's that's how, you know. The clarity I'm, you know, and the I'm, voice. I'm, listen, bro. I'm in the studio with my brother, right? Uh-huh. And he don't get man. We go. We get in the studio about ten o'clock. We don't get out of that motherfucker till like nine in the morning. Cause that's how he records. He's right. He's writing it in the studio. He's recording it, in, and we not leaving, bro. I'm I'm tired as fuck, but he's still going. Like Energizer Bunny. But that's how yeah. he was, bro. Came to the, his music, he wasn't playing with it, man. He really was serious about his craft. Serious work ethic, and um, yeah. he took pride in his music. And uh, you know, uh, one of my favorite songs he uh, he did was with uh, "Too Much Trouble," Jack Mission. Yeah, was that was so hard, man. That heavy guitar they had on there, and the, oh, man, man. It, yeah. oh, like it I love that track. Yeah, I love. 
That track is hard, man. That's one of the coldest verses too, right there. It, it, you know, um, the hook. he's on them hooks, man. He was actually yeah. a really good hook hook writer too, because I mean, even even Gangsta P, he he highlighted Gangsta P on his album to get Gangsta P his start. So when he did yeah, thirteen deep, yeah, when he did yeah. thirteen deep, just did the hook. You know what I'm saying? But he put it on his album because he wanted Gangsta P to have his own solo career. You know, See, he that, didn't want to. That's the unselfishness that um, yeah. you know what I'm saying. That's a rare quality to have. Uh, let's get let's give him one of these tracks. Let's go to a break real quick. Then we'll come back and chop it up a little bit more, man. It's been fun talking to you, uh, man. We we've been talking about that sleeping in my nights, man. We'll give him that one. We'll be right back. Octavius, right. don't go nowhere. Yeah. Dedicated to the homeboy C. R.I.P. to the homeboy C. Still riding though. Still riding. Still riding. Nigga. Once again, it's that nigga named Sieg in the motherfucking house. You know what I'm saying? In my realities is the next nigga's nightmare. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it real. 6-9-Vib for life, nigga. Uh, spin 7-D-5 on some cakes. Straight raw 2.2 was each weight. And fuck the law, niggas on my people Wanna get hooked up The colas in the beaker with the soda Getting cooked up It's all about making G's I'm the man, 27 in my OZ's The bag weighs a gram Walk the tightrope Cause the feds watching me Cause I'm slinging more dope Than a pharmacy I got it on wholesale Takeovers to target Straight snow sale Nigga blood in the market And I could give a fuck Nigga if you wanna tussle Jealous of my figures You best to check your hustle We can get down if you run up I'm from the town with niggas down the sun up, gotta watch my back, niggas creeping in the strike zone, always got my gat, they got me sleeping with my knife, so. every day and night, living in the light, they got me sleeping in my night, they do a die, get my rival, I can give a fuck, cause it's all about the Bible, uh, uh, every day and night, living in the light, they got me sleeping in my night, they do a die, get my rival, I can give a fuck, cause it's all about the Bible, fuck it, I'm high, mentally stuck, do on the ride, look in my eyes, you see the vision of a nigga feeling trapped in the inner cell, fucking with my mental health, born in the city where the niggas die young, miscovered street corners collapse where I slump, and everybody standing still, waiting on the case, I'm waiting on the motherfucking break, ain't no escape, make no mistakes and leave a motherfucker breathing, they all got the kind of season, cause I believe it, you kill a motherfucker for a nigga come true, with it true, making your nightmares come true, now who gon' be the first? Extinguish your whole clip. Give me some money, nigga. No shit. I'm in your spot with a Glock down the bar. Oh, any nigga need it, bar. Sleep with your motherfucking night, dog. Every day and night, living in the light. They got me sleeping in my night. They do a die, get my rival. I can give a fuck, cause it's all about the Bible. Uh, every day and night, living in the light. They got me sleeping in my night. They do a die, get my rival. I can give a fuck, cause it's all about the Bible. Got to watch these. I don't know why it's but police pressure got me feeling like a zero, man. No good, but I'm knowing I'm a hero, man. In my hood, now I'm having dreams of fine at them lane. I used to have dreams of retiring from the game. Now as fast as I got it, I'm a loser. See the cash and narcotics uh, made me ruthless. Got my nose for real. They heard the situation about the drama in the bill. I'm third generation. Now they wanna put a jacket on my risen hustle. Cause I couldn't hack a living in a struggle. Now 
I live every minute like my last one. Labeled a menace and a threat, and I'm a blast. I'm fed you like a smile when the lights is on. And if you're living like me, you better sleep with your nights on. Every day and night, living in the light. They got me sleeping in my Take you out, man, father, I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't know uh, he, he um, 
you know, uh, died the same way. Uh, when, when did yeah. that happen? Was it uh, when you were a kid or? 79. It happened in 79, bro. I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? And I was the only one living with my father at that time. Everybody else, you know, I stayed. I went back, you know, to Michigan to stay with my dad, you know what I'm saying? But he was, my dad was a gangster. He, was, he did what he wanted to do and he lived his life, you know, but he kept a job, though. You know what I mean? It's a different motherfucker. He just, you know, he was a handsome man, you know, and did his thing and motherfuckers be jealous. And that's how it always same with C. C was a handsome dude, man. You know, we handsome, man. You know, motherfuckers don't like us, but we're not scared. We ain't no ain't no punks in our family, man. So it's just a different vibe. We just we're men, and we you know we were raised to be men and and to be but to be respectful, not disrespect nobody and do all the extra shit. But we were just living our lives, and if you want to be happy, that's what you do. You know, you can't worry about what the next motherfucker. You don't know who has malice in their heart. You know who or who has envy or who out to get you. Just never know because you're not paying attention to them. You know what I'm saying? You're just living your life. You know you can't live you can't live your life for other people. You gotta live it for you. Yeah, you, absolutely. You mad about something? You had you're mad about something that don't, that don't have nothing to do with me. You're just mad because I'm doing what I want to do. I mean, what what kind of life do you got if you're that unhappy about it or you watching somebody else live their life or you get mad? Oh, I'm gonna kill him because I don't like him. That shit's crazy. But the mentality of that of that aspect is is prevalent in the black community, man. It's crazy. Their jealousy and envy is a motherfucker. Yeah, that's horrible. You know, um, the next man earns uh, his keep that's his. You know, uh, it's none of your business. Um, no. At least that's that's how it should be. You know, That's how it should um, be, but these, these motherfuckers they want they want to extort people and try to take advantage of people because they so they they lazy and they don't know how to go get their own shit. So they got to take from somebody else, try to muscle people, man. And life is life ain't like that, man. You got to go get your own shit. But everybody that has something to do with my brother, man, they all getting their karma, bro. They all dying, people around them dying. You know what I'm saying? They sickly, all the shit that they did, all that dirt that they did, all that shit's coming back on them now. So. They can, you know, uh, you know, let God say, let vengeance be his. So, you know what I mean? And God's doing what he's doing. I'm not, I'm not tripping off of him. I'm, I'm letting him do what they, it's all happening to him, man. I ain't got to do shit. You know Karma's a bitch. You know, you, you know you, so, a lot of these, these dudes that start trouble, you know, uh, comes back to him eventually. Um, comes back to him tenfold, you know, so, you know. That's that's what that is. But man, I like I said, but we I ain't got nothing but love for people. I've helped yeah. thousands of people over the years. You know what I'm saying? Help them with you know with their careers and their music, getting beats and um, you know verses from everybody. Man, I've done a lot of marketing and promotion for a lot of people and blew a lot of people up and kept them on the up and up, man. You know, and, and kept their name ringing and you know through radio, through video. Uh, uh, just street marketing and promotions, man. My company, we next level promotions. We've been around since '84, so we've been doing it a long time. You know what I'm saying? And we've been putting people on the map for years, man. You know, I promoted for everybody, and, and and I loved it. I loved it. They helped me, and I helped them. You know, we helped each other, man. They built my company, and I helped them build their company. Yeah, well, you know, you know the longevity you have in the game is uh, unbelievable too, because. Uh, you know, you're talking 36 years. Salute to yeah. you, man. Yeah, and I had I, I, I had three record stores. I had three recording three studios. Three wow. Yeah, I had two at one time. You know, that was it was it was difficult because I had to run them and you know man them and just 
staff them and all that. But for you, the majority of them, not to cut you off, but do you realize what that inventory would be worth today? Oh my God. <laughs> I still got it. I ain't worried about it. I got, listen, bro, I sold a CD yesterday for $800. One CD. I'm good. You know, yeah, I so still you know got, the game. I still that, got okay. about, yeah, yeah, I still got about 10,000. <laughs> I, I got about 10,000 CDs and I got about 20,000 albums, records. So, uh, yeah, know. straight collector's items, man. Straight uh, collector's items, man. I mean, I got everything because, but I listen to everything. Like, I got rock shit, I got country, I got uh, blues, I got. You know, jazz. I'm a real jazz fan. You know, I miss record jazz. stores, man. I really the do. The sound is the sound is beautiful, man. People don't understand that it's the warmth of the record. It's not. It's it's not that the sound is CD sounds way better, but they don't have that them pops and that warmth to it. It's different. It's just a different sound. Yeah. 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 So people yeah. are getting back into cassettes too. Yeah, I got a gang of them too. I threw away a lot of them. I should have kept, but you know, I was you. You wouldn't think cassettes would come back, but they did. You know, so yeah. cassettes are really hot. But I, you know, I look at it like this, right? So I don't really, I don't really sell a lot of CDs over here. Most of it is France and Germany and you know Japan and that kind of Australia and that kind of situation. You know, they're real collectors. They really love the music, and they'll spend the money for it. You know, yeah, the same no CD, the same no CD problem. that I got over here. Yeah, the same CD I got here, I can probably sell it here for ten bucks. Over there, I can sell it for three hundred. You know, so I'm good. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. That's yeah. uh, you know, they they, they I, I believe in other countries they respect the music more than we do here. Um, you know, what I'm saying uh, uh, they they love the hip hop so much. Like a lot of them, they they don't speak English, but they'll recite your brother's songs word for word. You know. Uh, or yeah, a song, you know. Oh, yeah. oh, they, They'll tell they you hit about cru- cruising in the 6'4", man, but, you know, they can't speak a lick man, of they, English. they hit me all well. the time. And listen, I used to, at one time, I was getting probably maybe maybe 20 to 30. At one time, like 100, I would get 100 emails every other day about Seeds Music, right? And this one cat hit me from England one time, and he said he had got into a really bad car accident over there and um, he was like, he couldn't even paralyze. He couldn't walk and shit for like six months. He said he just listened to my brother's CD every day, and that's what got him through. So it's a lot of stuff, man, that you don't be knowing that impact a lot of people. That's why I be telling people, man, when you record music and you put it out there, so you never know who is going to help or, you know, or who is going to elevate or who is going to make them a better person. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Out of, out of that shit, you know. I mean, they, they you dig through the gangsters because everybody can't be a gangster. Everybody can't be a pimp. Everybody can't be a player. Everybody can't be a hustler. But in your mind, you'll, you'll feel good. Like, shit, I'll, I'll play Rick Ross shit. it make you feel good. Just him rapping, telling you that you can be with all you can be. You know what I'm saying? It ain't got nothing to do with I'm going to come out and be a gangster. It's just, it's just a motivative thing, you know, and keep me, keep me, keep my spirits grounded and keep me wanting to keep Achieving and, and keep growing and keep building it and make something out of life, man. You only get it once. You only get one life. You know what I mean? And that's it. Yeah. You gotta enjoy it. You gotta enjoy it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do in that time because uh, you just never know. Um, especially now with all this stuff going on, man. It's just uh, you know we've been. Uh, I mean, this whole year. I mean, we, you know, we're coming up on September already. Um, you know what? It's a blessing, though, too. It's it's a curse and a blessing because 
first of all, it made you have to examine yourself, right? You really had to think about who the fuck you are, what are you doing here, and what are you going to do? That COVID shit made everybody stop and think. You know, that pandemic, man, I mean, you just, I mean, you're not even tripping on, but it's like 170,000 motherfuckers dead behind that shit. That's a lot of people, man. And, yeah, and, it's just a, and it's just the beginning of this shit, you know. So it, it ain't going away, man. They kept saying the heat would kill it. Man, it's been hot as fuck. That shit's still around. You know, that shit ain't going nowhere, man, for a while. You know, and then the flu season coming, it's going to be double, it's gonna double up. So, you know, you got to be careful. I think I got it last year. I just, I don't know. I just, I, I got sick as fuck. But I haven't, I haven't had it. I haven't caught it. You know, I have, you know, that tested negative for the shit. But I think I had, I think once you get it, I think you become immune to it. Yeah, I do think it was here last year, too, because a lot of people I was talking to around the same time got really sick. And they're like, man, this is one of the worst colds I ever had. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, then then next thing you know, they started talking about it. Um, But I would like to say, you know, the the difference in leadership, you know, Obama, under his watch, we had like five or six Ebola deaths. We could have had hundreds of thousands like we do now. Uh, under Trump's, uh, um, well, he ain't even. I'm not, it's not even watch. He ain't even watching anything. He just thinks it's a hoax, and his followers do too. It's crazy. Yeah, but he walk. He walk in the building. He want everybody else to have all the masks but him. So it ain't, can't be that much of a yeah. hoax. You know, you know, the fuck. Let everybody come in there with no mask on. You know, man. Yeah. He don't. He don't want to do that. But you know, man. Listen, man. That's that's all propaganda. You know what I'm saying? He's he's the head of the snake and is about to get cut off. So everybody else is gonna flounder around. They, you know they can't get away with the, the shit that they've been getting away with. You know, if once he gets out of office, it's a wrap. He don't want to. He he just want to be president so he don't have to go to jail. It ain't got shit to do with yeah. the pandemic or none of that shit. He just don't want to go to prison. You know, and That's they got a lot right of shit on him, but they but they can't do nothing about it as long as he's president. As long as he's sitting president, you can't touch that motherfucker. He's untouchable. But once his ass get out, oh, they gonna ram him. They gonna they gonna railroad his ass back. I mean, come on, man. It's 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 all this shit. I mean, just think about it. I mean, I mean, just I mean, if if a motherfucker just really just stop and say, well, damn, this motherfucker got eight bankruptcies, four wives, four baby mamas, fucking. I mean, just a fucking complete idiot, man. I I don't understand. But anyway, you know. The three things that that my dad told me not to talk about was politics, religion, and abortion. You talk about them three yeah. things, somebody's gonna hate you. Somebody's yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah. you know, That's those true. those three things, man. People, you can't. Some people are just stuck in their ways. They're not gonna listen. You know, I'm flexible. I'm I'm a diplomat. I want to listen to your side, but listen to my side too. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. See my per- see my perspective too. You know, I, I I can respect your your opinion, but you know, at least give me give me an opportunity to explain my side or my vision of what I think. But I think that book that I wrote it explains a lot of that. And this shit, I wrote that shit twenty some years ago. So it's like, but it's still relevant right now. now. Yeah. What's the title of it so people can go get it? It's called The Invisible Holocaust. They can only get it through me. So. I, I always self-publish everything. I do everything myself. I don't depend on nobody to ship my product out and do all. I do all that shit myself. So they can they can reach me at Octavius Miller at Yahoo dot com, and um, and I get it to you. 
Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and plus, you know, what I'm saying you know you're not fucking yourself over, you know. Right. Where if you get a deal with somebody, who knows who's going into your pockets? But uh, right. yeah, man, that's you know, I encourage everybody to go get that book. And uh, when's the book about your brother Seagram coming out? That should be around Christmas time. It should be it should be done. You know, I'm just I'm just it's it's done, but I'm just doing the fine touches and blending it all together and did the timelines right, make sure all the numbers, you know, everything. Had. But it's be- it's a beautiful tribute to see, as well as the movie. The movie is dope, too. You know, we've been shooting that for a couple of years. Uh, it's, you know, it's, people are like, oh, man, when did it come? I was like, bro, it's, it should take time. It's, it's not no yeah, overnight. You can't rush a, something like that. It's a love yeah. project, bro. This ain't no bullshit or no money-making thing, bro. It's, this is a love project. The reason I'm the reason I'm doing it the way I'm doing it and the way the way I'm going to send it out is because I know everybody wants shit for free, but you're gonna get it. But this is what it is right now. The, the first thousand people that that want it, once those thousand people pay for it, then I'm gonna send it out, and then they they're gonna post it. Everybody's gonna post the shit after that. I, I ain't gonna give a fuck after that because I know it's gonna be out in the free world. But those thousand people are really true fans. They gonna only want to have the real shit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I know it's going to be mostly Japanese and and French, French and shit going to have it, but you know they but they appreciate it, so they deserve it. They pay for it. Yeah. The ones that uh, you know, what I'm saying appreciate it the most. You know, but yeah. uh, yeah, you know, he's he's got a he's got a lot of fans here still too. You know, we're not that old yet. You know, what I'm saying, and I, I think uh, um, you know they'll, they'll come and show out for this man because Seagram's one of the coldest to ever do it. Uh, hands down. Um, yeah, you know. I appreciate you, man. You know, my, oh my, no my doubt. Brother, people think this oh, is just your brother. No, bro, my brother was a good dude. He was a hardworking motherfucker, and he was an excellent recording artist. And he was a dope motherfucker. I don't, you know, I say that about everybody. I mean, if you dope, you dope. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm I don't have no bias. I, shit, I think Twister is dope as fuck. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. people don't. Some people don't like Twister. I do. You know what I'm saying? At least you can understand what he's saying, even though he's rapping 100 miles an hour. You understand what the fuck he's saying. That's the difference between somebody rapping fast and you don't understand what the fuck they're talking about. You know, it's 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 layers to the game. It's a, it's a lot of people that that are rappers, but it's very few people that are recording artists. It's a difference. Oh. You know, no, Pac it's... was an artist. Pac was an artist, man. He was a fucking recording artist. Seagram was a recording artist. These guys were different. Prince, recording artist. Michael Jackson, recording artist. These guys were different. They were on another. They were on different levels with their with their lyrics, with their music, with their vibe. Their whole thing it it, be, it, be, it becomes something else. It's almost like a living organism that can't be controlled. It can't be stopped. You know. And it takes over your body. You know what I'm saying? When is the last time somebody rapped and you got goosebumps from them rapping? That's been a long fucking time for me. You know? Yeah, um, I mean, it, it, you got to go sifting to find the dope artists nowadays. Like, uh, I always refer people to K Reno. You know what I'm saying? Houston, right. One of the coldest to do it. Um, you know, definitely. I mean, he dropped seven albums on one day. Uh, 2016, November 2016, right. seven albums. That should have been covered by every major hip hop media outlet. Um, only a couple of us did. You know, that's because uh, I believe right now all they want to push is that trendy stuff. Um, 
They want you to go through the protocol, or, or you know, you wait. You got to get signed. Go, wait, first, you got to you know get an NR and you get signed, and and now we put you through our distribution. So, see, I, I'm gonna tell you like this, and I put it in my book too. But the distribution companies really fucked off this company, fucked off the music business, because everybody started getting greedy. You know, I'm in the middle, so I know the retailer and the marketing side. So, you know, when records was Coming out, you know what I'm saying, and CDs were selling for 20 bucks. You know, that was a long time ago. $20 or whatever. You know, the labels got about $15 of that. You know, and then the distribution got their little 2 $3, and the artists got their little 2 $3. And that was it. Okay. People start cutting out the labels, and the independents start showing up. Oh, now everybody wants uh, to get into the independent game because you made more money. But now if you're pressing your own CDs, and you distribute, and you run it through a distribution company. Now you're getting eight dollars a CD. The distribution company is getting, still getting their three dollars, and the label is out of the picture. So the record labels didn't like that. So everybody started trying to ante up the money, cut up the money, and it just got. It became a clusterfuck, man. It became so crazy. And between the labels and the distribution, the distribution at one point got bigger than the labels because they were controlling oh, yeah. the money. It's, uh, so now the yeah. distribution got a taste. They got their beak wet, and they like, fuck this. We want to get this eight, seven, eight dollars too, you know. So that left the labels out. So then the labels had to start giving up more money to get more control, and it just became crazy. But I put all that shit in the book. It's it's wild how that went all went down. But at the end yeah. of the day, the industry got fucked off. The, the artists didn't get shit. They all you know left broke. The independents some made a lot of money before they got out the game. Like Master P, he made a lot of money because he was independent and he was he was just using distribution before you know with priority and all those guys. And uh, you know, the P story is a beautiful story, man. You know, he made a lot of money, he did his thing, he came up in the dirt. You know, his manager, which I'm writing his book now, you know, Tobin Costant, you know, his book is gonna be dope. But it's it showed the other side of P thing. It's it's a little different story. But it's coming out too. So that is that'll be out. I'm writing that right now. Oh, that's that's a huge thing right there, man. Shout out to Tobin. We had him on a few times. Um, uh, he was re- always a humble individual, man. I remember getting packages from him in the '90s with uh, when he was doing "Me and Mine" with King George. Um, exactly. Always a you know, down to earth guy. I can't wait to see, uh, see his book. Uh, when when you guys plan on uh, dropping that? Do you know? I'm, I'm I'm writing it right now. It's and it's and it's crazy, bro. It's, it starts off. It's, it's, it, it just—I—I uh, I tell you off the air, but I ain't gonna spoil it. But it's—it's a—it's a really good book, and um, yeah. you know, I'm right, and I know P too, so you know, P's a good dude. I, you know, it's—it's it's not a knock P book. It's—it's—it's just—it's just his—it's Tobin's reality. So that's all I'm—I'm I'm just saying that. I—I I leave it at that. But it's gonna be—it's yeah. gonna be a really dope book, and uh, hopefully it'll turn it into a movie, you know, down the line. But it's—it's it's his truth, and—and and that's what we're writing. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the Seeger movie, of course. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm saying whatever else you got coming out in the future as well. And then uh, this year, uh, obviously, you had to cancel the uh, West Coast Hip Hop Awards. When you when do you have the next one planned for? I got it planned for next year, 2021. Now, it's either going to be in, in L.A. again 
for Phoenix, Arizona. I've never done it in Phoenix, but Phoenix really want it. And they've been hollering at me like, man, you should bring it here. But, I'm, man, it's in August, bro. It's, it's gonna be, it's, so it has to be indoors, man. And the only thing about that is with the COVID thing, how many people they're going to let me actually let inside a facility. So that's going to play a big difference in it. You know, it, it's leaning more towards L.A. just because I can I can do it like an inside-outside thing because the weather won't be super hot. I mean, it'll still be hot in L.A., but it ain't going to be 119. You know what I mean? So... We we you know we're gonna work it out and it's got, and, it, and it's gonna be a beautiful thing. If I I still didn't get to do the Nipsey the Nipsey Hustle tribute that I wanted to do, and now I can twist Kobe's into it. You know, really get get them guys off a real good send you know send off too. You know, so we never got the chance to really do that for neither one of them. You know, so I'm looking forward to that. So L.A. might be the the optical you know space to do it. But Phoenix is a really progressive city and. And they they love low riders. They love West Coast music. So, I mean, they're still in the running. So I ain't counting them out. So it's just it's just who who really wants it. You know, I I always leave the war show up to the people. You know, and that's who the votes and who we honor and all that, man. You know, so a lot of people be trying to figure out who it is. I say, well, that's the people. Ask your neighbor. Ask your friends. Ask your cousins, bro. They need to vote for you. You know, it's it's my voting system. I got it set up. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't no outside manipulation. You can't run up the numbers. It's the, the thing, it, it, the algorithm recognizes your IP address. You know what I mean? So you can't just sit there and just keep clicking and clicking and clicking. It's not gonna let you do that. You are gonna get one vote, bro. You get. Yeah. So those are the things that we do, and we've been doing over the years to stop all that. Now, it, a couple of years, I tried to bring in other people to do it, but it never works out. Well, it just it might just be me, but you know. But I just feel like when when people when you get other people involved in or, or try to bring in other companies or sponsors or whatever, you know they try to dictate how to how to run your situation and that, it just doesn't work with me because we've been doing it and it's been working. I'm just trying to you know and get other people involved in it so I don't have to do everything. You know what I mean? But it it just works better when I'm doing everything. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, because you know what you want at the end of the day and how you want it. Um, yeah. You've been doing it all this time, so that makes sense, man. Hey, I want to thank you, uh, as always, for taking the time out to chop it up with me. Uh, man, you and yours be safe. And uh, before we get out of here, man, um, is there anything uh, you want to say? Uh, I want to give you the floor. Man, I just want to I just want to give thanks, you know, to God for, you know, blessing me to live this long, man. And, uh, and I just want to thank all the people over the years that supported me and, and helped me, you know, with the West Coast Hip Hop Awards, with uh, Next Level Promotions, with the uh, concerts I've done over the years. And, uh, man, rest in peace to my brother Seagram, Tupac, Mac Dre, the Jacker, all those cats, man. I, You know, I got much love for those guys, even the ones that we don't even hardly know about or their names, Rapping Ron and all these other cats, man, that I got nothing but love for and knew them personally. So it's not it's a different situation with that. So I got a lot of tears, man, and a lot of heartbreak over the years because all those guys should be super big superstars right now, you know, really, you know, living it up, really enjoying the prime of their lives right now, touring the world and doing their thing, man. But I got a chance to, you know, meet them all, kick it with them, break bread with them, put money in their pocket, help their families eat. And I'm proud of that. And I just I just want to thank everybody, man, that, that's down with that and has been down with Seagram and down with the West Coast Hip Hop Awards, man. I got much love for you. And thank you, Scott, for, you know, interviewing me for a few times, bro. And this is definitely go down in history. I know you got 700, 722, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how many shows you done, but it's all love, bro. I appreciate you. Yeah, 
I appreciate you too, man. And uh, man, let's do it again when these projects come out. I'd love to preview a couple of those uh, Seagram tracks you're going to release, man. You yeah, know, yeah, I got you. Up for it. Yeah, so yeah, just just hold on the line when we get off, and I got you. I'm gonna play a couple of them for you. It's all, all good. Right, Thank up, you, man. everybody. My love to y'all. Keep keep man, listening man, to this man. show. It's the number one show, man. I love the show. Man, thank you. That means so much, Octavius. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, we're going to go out of here with a classic from your brother, man. This is old school. Off reality chat. 1983 was when I stepped in the game. Back then, it was only about 12 known gangs, and I can name them all. Nigger on the real. 6 9 Stone City, 11 5 23rd, Sunnyside, and Brookfield. Can't forget the high street bank boys. 8 5 Plymouth Rock, Seminary, making much noise. 8 Putting in work, these are real low G turf straight from the dirt. Shit done changed. It's 1994, and niggas claiming shit that I never heard of before. New booty niggas from these unknown places ain't from the days of World Cups and Ben Davises and Derbies with your name on the back and pirate hats with a gang of stars and Falcon cars. You new age hustlers, fake ass player haters. What about the days at the You probably never knew it was a skating ring there Niggas wore they belt buckles to the back 501 sagging 20 deep on beach cruisers Going to the East Bay Dragons on a Friday To get into the mix Niggas was too young, so the BBDs Wasn't having it Fuck it, riding down Nice 1-4 Smoking on the Taylor Finn to go to Mojo's And you can catch hoes throwing blows From every angle that
banging deep. Started dressing lavish, went from male roast to Mr. Z's. And from Mary Coast to me, goes and from Vogue to low pros. From hood rats to skyline hoes. And ain't no crips and bloods in Oakland. Fool, that's the rules, just the niggas from the old. 